Welcome everyone to episode 409 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I am your host, Dan. I'm Val. <laughs> Corey. Uh, today's topic, uh, not going to be video games this week. Uh, instead of the after the episode Game of Thrones recap, we are having that for our main segment. Um, if you're coming to listen uh, you're, and you're expecting us to hate on the episode or hate on the, the season, uh, you're, that's, you, you won't find that in this. Nope. Um, I think we all have our issues with it, but it, you know, we aren't the people that signed the petition to have it rewritten. Uh, nor did we go on the internet and complain about how bad it was. So if you're looking for that, sorry, you're not gonna not gonna get it here. Not um, here. So yeah, we're gonna be talking about the series finale, the Iron Throne, as well as the season and the show, kind of as a whole. Uh, you know, we won't get too in depth with that. We'll just mostly do, talk about the the finale. Um, but yeah, that's our that's our main topic for the episode. Corey, do you have anything you want to tease for later on? No, nothing new. Didn't play anything new. Yeah. Um, we are planning on having Fell Seal uh, next week, right? Um, that might be tough for me, actually. Okay. Well, we could do the week after then. Maybe we'll do I'll E3. I'll let you know. I'll let, I'll let you know soon, sooner than later. Okay. Yeah, we still have to have our E3 prediction preview episode, too, so that we could squeeze that in um, for possibly for next week. I don't have anything to tease personally either. The only thing is Will is going to be joining us after the main segment sometime probably during Nibble Bits or our week. So uh, he's he's been playing a lot of video games lately and, and has, has some stuff to talk about for, for this for his week, and uh, he will be joining us. So I, I think I can tease something for him. I don't think he'd be upset if I said that he's been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, yes he mm-hmm. has. Um, and we've actually, I have been playing something, well, not new, but uh, we've been playing Diablo 3 as well. Mm-hmm. So I imagine we'll talk Ooh. a little bit about that. I mean, I know that came out in, what, 2011? No, yeah. it's not that old. No, that... 2012, 2013. 13. Gosh. What are you I, doing? I, I, my stomach's grumbling because <laughs> I drank a sparkling water. I'm trying, I'm trying a... not to belch in the microphone. Yeah, you, you can't got the drink... bubbles going. Yeah, I do. You cannot drink a sparkling water and expect to have no, like I'll no belching. Wash it down with some water. That's water. just what happens. <laughs> All right, so let's get started on the Game of Thrones episode. So Val took extensive notes again. So thank you mm-hmm. to thank you to her for yes for taking notes on the episode. I can't, I have a hard time tearing my eyes away from it to write stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I struggled with that this time because. Um, the last episode when I did this, we had watched it like four times already. So this time it was harder because I was a little less sure of the order of things. Yeah, because we only watched and, it three times. Yeah. Which is not a lot for us. Yeah, usually. that's not a lot for us. So, um, yeah, so it was a little bit harder this time, but I did it. So, yeah, All right, let's get started. So here we go. So um, we see Tyrion, and he's walking through the destroyed, disheveled, gross, bloody streets, burned streets. Of King's Landing. Um, in this scene, he walks past like a burned man. The back of him, like hat, like his ribs are. It, it looks, yeah, it looks like he lost all the skin on his yeah, back, so you yeah. can see his like back muscles. Yep. It made me think of what is it like um, when Mount Vesuvius erupted, like oh yeah, oh, yeah, yep. centuries mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, yeah. And there's that image of that, like I don't know, are they like uh, not not, pet- peril- not petrified? Yeah, yeah, petrified. Petrified. yeah, like well, petrified people. Yeah, yeah. Pompeii. Yeah, it's Pompeii. Pompeii. I was gonna yeah. say, isn't it Pompeii? Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, so yeah, Davos and John are close behind him. 
Um, it's really silent and eerie. Um, and, you know, that's basically when John and Davos and Tyrion kind of meet up. And, and Tyrion's like, you know, I'm going alone. And John's like, let me send, you know, a couple men with you at least. And he's like, no, I have to do this alone. Just wait for me. Um, yeah, so that's probably all we should talk about for that. Any thoughts on that? No. It's creepy. About what I expected. Yeah. Yep, the aftermath. That was the part, most of what they showed in the next week's preview from right. the end of episode five. Right. That's pretty much all, like, right from the very beginning of the episode, so. Yeah. Yeah. Any more than that would probably be, probably be spoilers just from the imagery. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Tyrion goes off. John and Davos um, come upon Grey Worm, who is lining up some Lannister, a lot of Lannister soldiers, uh, getting ready to execute them. Um, John obviously is like, you know, what's going on? And um, Grey Worm is just like, it isn't over until they're all defeated. Um, and he was like, you know, I'm, I'm acting on the Queen's orders, and I was told to kill all who follow Cersei Lannister. Yeah, Davos makes a, a good line. It's like, mm-hmm. how much more defeated do you want them to be? Right. They're on their knees. Like, what else do you want to, <laughs> what else do you want to do? Like, look around you. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so John <clears throat> grabs Grey Worm's arm, and all of the Unsullied point their spears at him. And Davos is like, we should just speak to the queen. Davos saving the day. (laughs) Yeah, Davos once again diffusing the situation. And and then Grey Worm, like, as they walk away, Grey Worm starts slitting their throats. All those Lannister soldiers that were terrified, clearly. (laughs) Um, One thing about this scene that stood out to me is that brought me right back to when Ned is in the streets of King's Landing and they all surround him and all have their spears pointing at him. So that was yeah. kind of a flashback for me. Um, but Grey Worm's like nutso. <laughs> and it's really crazy. It's like too bad. Not surprising, but it's too bad. Hell hath no fury like an unsullied scorn. You got it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, he's always been blindly loyal, but... To me, it makes sense. It all tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, um, Daenerys freed him, right? Right. And his people. Um, and also Cersei and Cersei's followers were the ones that killed Miss Andy. So yep. he's mad. Yep. It makes sense. Maybe more mad than Daenerys, some might say. Yeah. yeah I, I could. Oh, I could say that for sure. I might say. Yeah. Well, I know that's probably not a very popular opinion, but. No, Yeah. Oh, I could totally see that. Well, because think of, like, his life. I mean, Danny hasn't had a great life, but his life, you know, how awful. Like, all the things they did to them as young kids and the training they've had, like, I, that's not good for a person. I can't no. imagine. So, do you have any other no. thoughts on no. that? Okay, so we'll keep going. Um, so, the next scene, uh, Tyrion, you know, goes down to the crypts of King's, uh, the Red Keep. And, you know, he sees all the rubble and everything that's fallen down, and he spots Jamie's golden hand and proceeds to spot Jamie and Cersei deceased under the rubble. So what do you think of this, of this scene? And he proceeds to cry and slam some bricks and be upset. I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I did. Um, hmm. I could see how it would be, how pe- some people might think it's a little too much. And 
my first reaction was that, but in like evaluating afterwards and thinking about it and then rewatching it, like it's actually it's it's beautiful to see Jamie and Cersei kind of buried under the rubble together. Mm-hmm. It's a very iconic shot and one that um, will stick with me well oh, past. Yeah well past this episode yeah oh yeah it's also heartbreaking for Tyrion because i really think he had he tried everything in his power both to save jamie and mm-hmm. to save cersei as much as yep. uh, him and cersei did not get along he really tried very hard to not have daenerys just burn her up in the red keep and tried to smuggle them out of the city uh, right. you know to his own personal detriment obviously um you know so i, I yeah. think he viewed that as a failure on his part a very personal failure not so much you know not not uh, having Daenerys war plans go go through the way he wanted them to but you know personal personal failure because mm-hmm. he always says he loves his family and I still think he loves Cersei oh yeah uh, in his own in his own way even though they have a rivalry yeah I think Cersei because of who she was is was um I think she loved him too but like she didn't want to let herself love him openly or whatever because you know like her mother their mother passed away birthing him and he's the imp and all of that stuff but um yeah no i totally agree like that's an image that i don't think will ever go away for me um i thought the scene was a little like they dragged it out a little for me um yeah i would agree with that but but i like it's it is like very important and it it was like, I was more upset to see Cersei dead than I thought. And I don't know if it's just because of her role in the show and how important she was. And just to be, like, all this stuff that she did all these years, and she's just dead. Like, she's dead under rubble. Right. Like, it, it's yeah. just, like, whoa. It's I, really I never, powerful. I never hated Cersei like a lot of other people No, did. I never hated her either because she was, I was an awesome I was half character. rooting for, her, for Cersei. You were. So, you were rooting for Cersei. Yeah, half. So there, I'd say that. more than half. No, it was probably half. <laughs> well, she's, I mean, there. she does have endearing qualities, right? She loves her children. Yep. Yeah. Um, she's savvy. I felt really bad for her, too, after her Walk of Atonement. Like, I didn't, yeah. I never thought any of that was, was fair. Well, that was was all her fault. What? Yeah, it was. She well, yeah, no, it was her, stu- her, 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 uh, Tywin says you're not, you know, half as clever as you think you are. It definitely, like, yeah, yeah. She, it, it was her own stupidity that did that. But I, I still didn't feel like that was uh, deserved. That's that's yeah. about as harsh a punishment as you can give someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we as know much the high... bad things as yeah. she did. I never, I, I, yeah, I always hated the high sparrow. Oh God, that guy, his smug face. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, I didn't care for him either. <clears throat> uh, the only other thing I'll say about this scene, though, is one minor frustration is uh, when the keep was falling down around them it seemed like a lot more yeah, yeah. in uh i know, said the same no thing. escape as yeah. when Tyrion was kind of just walking through and picked up a couple bricks and there they were sure. yeah yeah i was like well they were they just stood in a bad spot because there were a couple yeah. spots i feel like where there was nothing and i'm like they could have survived but right. maybe they you know in the heat of the moment who knows you know right well, i mean and, falling, and but... people could turn around and say well that's what it's like in in real life you know like you just be staying in a bad spot and you die and it's like well yeah but that doesn't necessarily make for a good story right right yeah yeah all it took is one large cinder block from the foundation to put you out of your misery yeah right but it's hard to show that on on tv right yeah and i think the part that got me too with this is knowing that cersei was pregnant like 
just oh yeah you know that i think that's hard because you just you don't want to see something bad like that happen to someone especially right. if they're pregnant like it just right. that pulls on my heartstrings you know like it's that's sad so i it's uh, i still found myself doing my theory crafting in my head too and i'm like i'm starting questioning like how long can a baby survive after the <laughs> mother has I died had that like, thought too. and i'm like is it yeah. far enough along yeah. where it could come out and i don't yep. know i know i had that thought too yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So next scene. Um, so we see John walking through the celebrating Dothraki. Um, Arya spots him and John walks up to see a humongous Targaryen flag, like the biggest Targaryen flag ever. <laughs> it almost looked like they took one of the sails from one of their yeah, ships and put it I on there. Yeah, I actually wondered that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, John's, you know, walking up the steps and Daenerys comes out. Um, Drogon had circled around. This scene was, like, pretty amazing. It was so, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, yeah. Dan was, like, drooling. When, when she's walking forward and, and uh, Drogon's wings spread behind her, I was yeah. like, yep. oh, my God, that was so cool. Yep. yep. It was a little cheesy, but I, I loved it. Yeah, it was a little cheesy, but it was really cool at the same time because she's all in her dark garb yeah. now, you know. She's all dark mad so... queen that was one of my thoughts about this episode too is um you could tell whoever whoever worked in costume design had played video games because i felt like it was people's like (laughs) level cap armor like their yes every character had their coolest legendary raid yeah exactly love it (laughs) raid gear yeah (laughs) nice um yeah so then i wrote in my notes uh the hitler speech ensues (laughs) and uh she, you know, is just, she's thanking the Dothraki, blood of my blood, you gave me the, what, their buildings, you gave me the men in their iron suits, all of that. Uh, and this wasn't, um, it wasn't clear to me until later on when they pointed out, but I didn't put two and two together that John, Arya, and Tyrion all wouldn't understand what she's saying. Oh, you know, watching. I never thought yeah. of that. Like, we get it, because we get the English... Right, we had the subtitles. Yeah, no, that oh. never, cro- never crossed my mind. That never crossed my mind either. And that's why, jumping a little bit ahead, later Tyrion says, like, Does, did that sound like the words of somebody who was done? Because they didn't understand what she was saying. Right. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah, it was very, very, very Nazi-esque scenery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right away more, we were both like, whoa. I got more Dwight Schrute when he wins sales in <laughs> the year. You pound on the desk. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Um, yeah, so in her Hitler speech, she um, she names Grey Worm commander of all of her forces. Um, Tyrion starts walking up behind her, and that's when she starts to say, like, the war's not over, we're going to go all over the world and liberate everyone um, from Winterfell to Dorne. And it's funny because now that you mention, they wouldn't be understanding what she's saying. John does like whoa at that part when because yeah. Winterfell sounds pretty close in Dothraki yep. so she says from Winterfell to Dorne Lannisport to Karth the Summer Isles to the Jade Sea come break with um come break the wheel with me that whole thing and Arya we see a shot of Arya watching as well um do you want me to keep going yeah okay yeah. uh so Tyrion's walking up behind her, and Dan and I were like, oh my god, Tyrion's gonna take her out right now. Thought he was gonna this stab is her. over. Um, 
But, uh, you know, he walks up beside her and she, you know, quietly says to him, like, you freed your brother. That's an act of treason. He's like, yeah, I freed my brother, but you just slaughtered a city. Yeah. And he rips out his hand, um, hand of the queen pin and throws it down the stairs. Um, and the Dothraki stop their, or not the Dothraki, the Unsullied, stop their pounding on the ground. And, um, you know, she has them take him away, Tyrion away. And Tyrion kind of gives John a look. As he's that was a great out. look. It was like, uh, like I yeah. did my part now. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. back me up with this. Right. Like, I can't be the only one that thinks this is bad. <laughs> and that was awesome when he threw his hand to the queen pin. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Was, uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. And, uh, yep. And then, like, kind of at the end of this scene, John and Daenerys just have an awkward stare down for kind of this part. Yep. Oh, okay. Then I guess there is one more part. Let me turn my page here. <laughs> um... So Arya, in her sneaky assassin in, in ways, fashion. yep, um, sneaks up on John without him knowing she's there, and he's like, "What are you doing here? Like, what is happening?" Um, and she, he's like, "You know, just go wait for me outside the city gates." And um, he's like, "You know, she's everyone's queen now." And Arya says, "Try telling Sansa that. Like, that's not." Um, going to work she knows who you are you know Daenerys knows who you are um and I know a killer when I see one that's what Arya says about Daenerys so that's the end of that scene yeah yeah I mean she's trying to tell him that she's gonna have you killed right basically basically yeah and that and if she doesn't Sansa is not gonna let this happen so Sansa's life is on the line. Arya's life is on the line because Sansa's is, right? Yeah. Like, by default. So yeah. she's basically saying, like, look, I know she's a killer. I don't know. I don't ever get clarity, really, if Jon understands what Arya is or who Arya is. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Or what she's capable of. I mean, he has right. to have some idea because she's the one that kills the Night King. Right. So he has to have some idea what she's capable of, but probably not completely. Right. And I feel like she almost doesn't tell him. Yeah. Like, she almost doesn't want him to know. She just wants him to treat her like he used to treat her or whatever. But, um, oh, yeah, because she does, when when uh, he says, what are you doing here? She does say, I came to kill Cersei. And I, I don't know. He didn't really seem to overly react to that. So maybe he kind of knew, but. I wish she had killed Cersei. Oh, me too. That's still, that's, of all my complaints, that might be my biggest one, is how Cersei died. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, moving on? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Yeah, Corey? any other thoughts on that whole... I had a few thoughts. Um, the... I'm wondering... So, I kind of hinted at this, but, like, I, I, I said that I don't think Arya is as mad as everybody thinks she is. Daenerys? I'm so yeah. I'm sorry, Daenerys. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, fans and characters within the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and part of my evidence for that is like, why didn't she just kill Tyrion on the spot? He betrayed her yeah. in a big way. Why did she send him away? Like, yeah. So I have to agree with you. Yeah, she's. I mean, mm -hmm. she she also knows what he's capable of. You know, he he's wormed his way out of a lot of bad situations. I, that's the third time he's imprisoned in the show. 
Yeah. Because um, he did get... He's gotten out of a lot of things, so... He did have a look on his face like, oh, here I've been again. here before. Like, But I agree with you, Corey, and, it, like, you know, the part, the big scene, obviously, that's coming up. But, like, I did struggle with completely thinking that Danny was completely mad. She's nuts. She's Aries. She's, you know, all of yeah. that. I did struggle with that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it's more... Um... It's more more than madness. She's unleashing her fury. Hmm. You know? Yeah. More than, like like you said, being stark, raving, crazy. Right. It's yeah. anger. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's controlled anger. fury, controlled anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she's just deciding to unleash uh, on Innocence of King's Landing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she wanted to make some sort of example of Tyrion to other people or... Oh, she maybe. thought she could use him maybe. for some political gain of some sort. I, I I don't know. It's yeah. It's just like if if they're going with she's completely mad, then just kill him there in front of everybody during the Nazi war speech. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She didn't. Mm-hmm. And that made me wonder. That's all. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So. The next scene we get is John talking to Tyrion. So John goes to see Tyrion in his Beardless says she room. has an ob- not to interrupt. No, she yeah. has uh, an objective no one really understands and she's tired of playing games to reach that end. Yeah. It's uh something I think the show really struggles to reckon with. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I agree too. Yeah. Um Yeah, so um John goes in to talk to Tyrion. Tyrion comments you know Varys's ashes can say see I told you <laughs> or however he says it um and then Tyrion's just doing some like as tell me John you know is there life after death um and Tyrion's you know going through like I strangled my lover um shot my father with a crossbow now I betrayed my queen um you know just kind of going through his life's his life's work so far pretty much yeah um so i think john said i have just a lot of quotes written um like can't i can't justify what happened but it's over now and Tyrion's like is it like that sounds like someone that isn't done fighting to me um so then yep sorry val not to interrupt you but while you're talking i i just i have to give so much props to Peter Dinklage um, yeah. right? in this episode. He's unbelievable. And this scene, like when this scene was over, we had a couple people over to watch. When this scene was over, I just looked around and I'm like, that was awesome. Like that, just oh. the the acting in that scene between, it might be Kit Harrington at his best too. Oh yeah. Um, he had to do a lot of difficult acting in this episode and yeah. I thought he really nailed it. Totally but, agree. And um, you know what? One of the things I like about this season more than last season was that he was utilized like I feel like he didn't do anything in season seven at all. Yeah, uh, Tyrion. He, yeah, he had a couple, a handful of lines, made a few mistakes, but that was it. But I think right. he really was allowed to to act and, and shine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I he carried this episode. In oh terms yeah. Of acting and not even like just the quality of it, but like the quantity. He, it was a mm-hmm. big workload for him. For yeah. This yeah. Episode. Yep, for sure. Um. Yeah. So. Um. So he's saying, you know, Tyrion keeps going. He's saying, you know, she liberated um, the slaves in Slaver's Bay. She, you know, liberated King's Landing. She's just going to go on and on and on. 
Um, and John's like, well, you were counseling her until today. And he's like, yeah, until today. Um, and then I have like the whole back and forth. I didn't realize how much I wrote, but <laughs> John's basically like, you know, your, your sigil isn't stamped on your body when you're born. Cause I'd be fire and blood too. Um, Cersei left her no choice. Her, her friend was beheaded. She watched her dragon fall from, fall from the sky. It's easy to judge when you're not in her shoes. I think at this point, John is more trying to convince himself, himself. than convince mm -hmm. Tyrion. I think part of him realizes he's not going to change Tyrion's mind because of what Tyrion did. Uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, because Tyrion's, you know, probably going to get executed at this point. But mm -hmm. John's really trying to convince himself that what happened was in some way okay. Right. But then Tyrion says, would you have done it? <laughs> yeah. Which and, is the same thing. Uh, yeah. Who was it? Uh, Sam says about yes. executing uh, his his dad and brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And John's like, I don't know. And he's like, Tyrion's like, yes, you, would you do. <laughs> you would not have done that. You know, you wouldn't have. Um, so then he, Tyrion continues, you know, um, the stuff she, she did in Astapor, the Miranese nobles, the calls she burned alive. Everywhere she goes, evil men die, and we cheer her on. So she just grows more and more powerful. More and more powerful, more and more, more convinced, convinced that, that what she's doing is right and good. Mm -hmm. Do you think Tyrion's point was there? I, it got a little muddled for me there because I was wondering, like, well, what, what does that say about the people of King's Landing? Are they all evil or is this is that just him pointing out like she's no longer just killing evil people right yeah, i think i think, I think that's so. what it was yeah okay because yeah it, that no matter what she does it's it's right you know at that right. point because she has done things that you could argue were right well right. you could argue they were right because she you know she killed the the master she killed the nobles she killed the calls and because Tyrion says they would have done way worse to her than what, yeah. she, what she did to them. I'm even of the mindset that was it okay to kill all those people? Probably not. Right. There's probably a better way of doing that than burning all those people alive. Right. Yeah. Well, if we take the Dan Carlin approach of understanding the time and place, yeah. I know it's not real world, but like it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm even more of the camp of killing all those people in king's landing might have been a good idea for her, <laughs> which uh i mean is is awful to say but yeah i mean yeah. nip nip those things in the bud look they let daenerys and v viserys get away and look what happened you know yeah, yeah. kill mm -hmm. them all get it over with right yeah i don't yeah, know that's horrible point. to say robert but, like, baratheon saw that all this coming yeah he yeah did. oh you know it's funny um well i'll save it for the end yeah I'll save it for the end. Let, we'll go through the episode. Um, so Tyrion continues, you know, you love her, and I love uh, I love her too. And then he says, you know, I'm not as good at it as you are. I haven't loved her as successfully, successfully as, as you, have. you. Yeah, Great John. line. Great yes. line. Yep. Um, but he says, you know, I believed in her with all my heart. Um, and then he's, uh, <clears throat> John says, love is the death of duty. And that's something that Maester Aemon always said. And then <clears throat> Tyrion responds with, sometimes duty is the death of love. And then he goes into the, you're the shield that guards the realm of men. Um, who's really the greatest threat to the people now? It's a terrible thing I'm asking, but it's the right thing. There's so much to chew on there. Oh, yeah. isn't there? So much. There's so much. Because he like, 
there's the love and the, the death and the duty and then he goes into like the night's watch thing like right isn't that the shield yeah i'm the yeah. shield that guards the realm of men yep yeah so we go he layers it all on right there <laughs> um so i'm sorry it came to this oh john says you know i'm sorry it came to this he's getting ready to leave and uh <laughs> um so Tyrion says, and your sisters, do you see them bending the knee? Um, you know Sansa doesn't want Danny to be the queen. Um, and John, does he say, like, I didn't catch this part. Like, you you know, I don't have a choice or something. And basically Tyrion says, you do have a choice and you have to make that choice now. Yep. Um, that was his trigger word later, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think Tyrion bringing in his sisters and making John realize, well, Arya and Sansa, you know, making him realize like, you know, they're not going to be okay with her. Like, it's this is basically... And she's not going to be okay with them hands. either. Even if they didn't do anything right. to provoke her anymore, they already did enough to where they would be viewed as a threat. You know, I and one of the things Varys says uh, when he's trying to push for Jon with Tyrion is that, the you know, Jon's the key to keeping the North and the Seven Kingdoms. The king has, or the North has no intention on on returning to the seven kingdoms but john could possibly have that you know arrange yeah. that mm-hmm. so yep i mean he knows there would be war between the north and and whatever's left of the the of the other kingdoms mm-hmm. yeah sure yep so any other thoughts on that other than that was a really great scene oh my god it was beautiful it was really yeah. beautifully written beautifully acted um it was i have so many thoughts most of them are thematic though so maybe I'll kind of save them a little bit. I just okay. think some of the important lines were the the uh, um, love is the death of duty, duty is the death of love. I think that's mm-hmm. relevant and, and plays into the theme of the show, really. Sure. And same yeah. with John being the shield. Uh, what's the line again? Shield, shield that guards, guards, the, guards the realms, realms, realms of men. Realms, realms of yep. men. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff plays into a much bigger theme, um, mm-hmm. which I'm still trying to like piece together in yeah. my head i don't know where you guys are at it's like, gonna take time things. it will take yeah. time um i mean the greatest works of literature a lot of them were awful when they came out poorly received and forgotten about until people rediscovered them and took the time to really think about them and draw conclusions based on metaphors and yeah. things like that that yeah to be frank a lot of times weren't even intended by the original author but yeah i can make anything seem smart Sure. Yeah, I'm still definitely processing everything. Oh, yeah. So, yep. I was saying, I think it's going to take me even a couple, like, a good couple of weeks to even process through it. I kind of shut myself off from it on, like, Monday and Tuesday. Today was the first day that, like, I actually, like, let it back into my brain a little bit. And I was yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready even today to process what I saw. <laughs> um, yeah, so are we... Yep. Next scene. Next scene. Yep. Okay, so it's with John. Um, he's walking up to the Red Keep. What's left of it? And Drogon is there under like a pile of ash pile and snow, snow yeah. and whatever. Um, but he sniffs him and lets him through. Um, so we see Daenerys, and she's finally walking toward the Iron Throne. Um, and she, you know, she's taking a moment with it and kind of touches it. And um, but then we see John's figure kind of show up in the background um so you know john walks up to her and Daenerys starts saying you know um i was told it was a pile of a thousand swords the throne Mm -hmm. um 
what does that look like in the mind of a little girl? And then John kind of just rips into like, there were Lannister prisoners out there. Um, and she's like, well, it was necessary. Like they had to be killed. And, and he's like, did you see, did you go out there? There's little children burned. Like, did you see? And Daenerys is just like, I tried to make peace with Cersei and she used their innocence against me. Um, and he's like, what about Tyrion? And she's like, well, he betrayed me. <laughs> and John is, you know, reasoning with her a little bit. Well, a lot with her here. And is just like, forgive him. Um, make them see. Make them understand. Please, Danny. Like, he's, you know, he's begging her. Um, but that's when she says, you know, we can't hide behind small mercies. Which for me was actually, like, the turning point in, that con in their conversation. That she's like, I can't. I can't forgive even little ones, right? little things. So John, you know, was saying the world has to be full of mercy. It's the only way. And she's like, oh, but it will be. Like, it's just hard to see something that has never existed before. And she, he's like, well, how will you know? And he's, she's like, <laughs> Gimli's getting fired up. Um, she's like, I know what's good. And John's like, well, what about all the other people? Do they know what's good too? And that's when she says, they don't get to choose. You know, it's, um, so be with me. We're going to do it together. We'll break the wheel together. Um, and then John It said, made me think of the Sith from mm, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's my, my way or the highway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They yeah. deal in absolutes. You're with me or you're against me. Yep. Type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they, you know, they lean in and... Um, he says, you are my queen now and always. And then <laughs> they hug and kiss. And there's a sword sound of some sort. And it's kind of like Roos and Ramsay Bolton. It's like, who, who stabbed, stabbed who? who? Um, I could tell it was John because I, I saw his arm go up. Um, so I knew it was him. But you weren't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, you weren't sure. But I was I didn't believe certain. it was happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't did. really believe it was either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's quite a moment because, you know, obviously he stabbed her right in the heart. And um, she's kind of just like looking at him like what what just happened? And she looks like she wants to say a million things and he does, too. But then she dies. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk about all that before we get get to the rest of the scene. Yeah, um, I think we got to talk about that. For me, I think they were taking the last opportunity to try to convince each other to be on, you know, Danny was trying to convince John to join her. Mm -hmm. John was trying to convince Danny at that point that, you know, what she was doing was wrong and to, you know, back off a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, you know, I think they both realized that they weren't going to sway the other person. Mm -hmm. But I think Daenerys was going to wait to have John killed, whereas John yeah. was, was ready to, to take care of business at that very time mm -hmm. i'm still surprised he did it yeah, I, yeah very I'm surprised i never i never saw that coming uh john in throughout the entire show is like ned stark in that he mm -hmm. was he's loyal and honorable to a fault almost so i never expected him to be the one but how okay yeah. so i'm with you dan but like uh, just to kind of think this through a little bit yeah. how is that not being honorable yeah, I just I, I I just picture Ned in that situation, and I just yeah. don't see him doing that. 
and that was his role model for most of his life. You know, he had a few role models, other role yeah. models later. Um, but I, I really feel like in a lot of situations, he asked himself what would Ned do. And I don't yeah. know if it's maybe because he did realizes that he's, you know, essentially Ned's nephew and not his son that makes him choose differently or not. That's just a thought I had. Yeah, I would argue that he did think of Ned. Yeah. Um, but obviously being loyal to a fault got Ned where he is, which is not alive. Yeah. And so I was... think it's almost like John's coming out as a Targaryen almost yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, well, for me, this was John breaking the wheel. Like, this is exactly what Danny wanted. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he did something nobody expected that might not have been in line with his character. Although you could also argue that it was in line with his character mm-hmm. because yeah. guarding the realms one... of men. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's yep. John. That's John Snow. And yes. he's, it turns out he's a, also a very tragic character, just like yeah. Jamie Lannister. And so Daenerys. If you, and if you, if you accept him as such, um, then it, it all makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I have so many thoughts like, and I yeah. don't want to jump too far ahead because they'll make more sense when we get to some of the, the stuff coming up. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I love that scene so much. Yeah. I did too. And, you so know, much. some people that I talked to, of course, said that, you know, it was it was too slow. It wasn't exciting. It should have been Arya. The, the whole thing, you know. Every, like, uh, but sorry, Val, not to interrupt. No, yeah. I, I, I'm just like, I wanted to, I actually listened to um, the podcast that I normally listen to mm-hmm. but i wait till after we do this because i don't want to sully my thoughts at all because right. they're they they are not on board at all with what's going on really? and i kind of wanted to be able to respond to to some of that stuff um but like to me like every word that's said and every look in in uh reaction is like useful in interpreting what's yes. going on yes yeah. absolutely it's, it's beautifully done it is it it's really beautiful. is i 100 agree and i thought every... it was so good <laughs> And one thing that really stood out to me was how, uh, like, I fell in love with Daenerys again yep. in this scene because she was so, mm-hmm. she seemed so naive and yes. like innocent and, and innocent and mm-hmm. and like you can't you can't see that and look at John and not just think like that must have been so freaking hard for him. Oh god! Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and, and if it go ahead if it weren't for Tyrion, you know saying things like i fell in love with her too like that's just what happens in uh, another complaint i heard a lot of people say like oh so i guess john being a targaryen was totally pointless but for me that's like no that was him like because he was a targaryen could arguably be explained for why he fell out of love with her because they're mm-hmm. related which in right. turn was the only way he would be able to kill her right yeah because he wasn't in love with her in that way anymore mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. too it's it's symbolic that she didn't end up sitting on the iron throne yeah she just yeah. touched yeah. it and she then just touched it and, yeah i know i loved that she only it, touched it she yeah didn't it was sit very in a... much like this is not enough you right. know like the, her her ambition i think too is is one of the things that that got her killed i think you know if, if she had maybe been content with just being ruler of the seven seven kingdoms he might have maybe let that go Mm-hmm. Uh, even yeah. though she had done horrible things to get there, but it's you know uh, we will co- we'll conquer everything, right. uh, live in this whole new world order type of thing, and yeah, and uh, again it's the whole whoever's not with me is against me type mm-hmm. of thing that I think is also fueled John's decision to take matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the final straw for John? Do you think it was when Val was talking? I was mm-hmm. wondering if maybe it was um, 
when Tyrion said, you know, will your sisters bend the knee? Like, maybe he's thinking, if I don't do this, then my sisters are going to die. I don't even know if he entered yeah. planning on doing it or if it came to him during their conversation with each other. I think he was going to see what she had to say. Yeah. And yeah. was just going to make a, knew he was going to make a quick decision. And, you know, like... Yeah. I think it was an on the spot. I, I didn't get the impression that it was premeditated. I think something that she said during their conversation triggered him. Yeah. And it might have even been that the, the, the innocents don't get to choose what happens yeah. in any way. Yeah, Which I is can't... also something that is echoed in this last episode yeah. in a couple different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I just said it. I'd have to listen to what I said because I did say there was one thing she said that I thought was the turning point, but I think it is like they don't get to choose. Yeah. Like it's my choice now. And I think right. that's when he was like, she's too far gone. Like, yeah. And then she just continued, you know. But, like, again, to go to the acting, like, John's, like, crying, like, being tough, being... Uh, it was just superb. And you can tell there's internal conflict, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, in their, in, yeah. in both of them, in their faces and in their eyes. Like, yeah. you could tell there's a lot going on in yep. the inside, and it's not just surface-level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting to me. So I think this is why I struggled the most with the entire episode was I kept saying to Dan, like, I was like, I just don't know if he should have killed her because because of that scene, because she was so like, just be with me and love me. Yeah. Like, we're going to make everything I, better. I bought it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I totally like, yeah, bought okay. it. And then he stabbed her and I was like, wait, did she deserve that? Like, is there a chance she could have gotten better? Like maybe yeah, come around. Have... Maybe maybe she was just still high on her bloodlust from before, and right. would have been able to. Yeah. You'd be able to change your mind later, right? But like, was it worth the risk? Because if John had waited to see, like, eh, maybe she's gonna, maybe I can talk her out of this. Then she might. Have then she's him. gonna kill him, right? And kill her, his sisters, and you know. So it's kill like Tyrion. and kill Tyrion and kill like anybody left, you know, Davos and whoever's left, you know, that wants to make things better. So. I, that like, was it was a huge struggle for me yeah and um i was with you 100 percent on that 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 mm -hmm. particular moment being like wow was it was it the right thing which is asked mm -hmm. a little bit later on which yep we'll get to when we get there yep um oh this part like this part was so hard for me so drogon shows up you know you hear him kind of screeching and he and he comes up um he's really angry obviously <clears throat> but the part that got me was like he's nudging her like mom wake up like wake up mom you know and like bambi uh yes maybe that's because i watch bambi a lot as a kid maybe it's just taking me back to the trauma of bambi but um <clears throat> so you know he's growling at john and i thought for sure john was gonna be roasted roasted here yeah um but he instead turns and drogon uh burns the throne melts the throne into some hot lava pretty much <laughs> um and you know he kind of he kind of keeps looking at john but he doesn't really do anything with him and well he doesn't do anything with him um then drogon picks her up and he flies off in between like a lot of screeching and crying and carrying on yeah. so i don't know what do we think the fade to black yeah. Uh, so I have a thought here only because this is another scene that I saw a lot of people complaining about. Like, mm -hmm. why does why would Drogon do that? Like, all of a sudden he's like super smart. And he, it's funny, Beardless says in the chat, Drogon has a firm grasp of symbolism, and I'm very proud. Yeah. But like, for all the theory crafting people mm -hmm. do, like, 
why can't you just come up with a reason why Drogon would do that? Well, and I can think of a million. That's what that's what yeah. I struggle with because I'm I'm fully capable of filling in those blanks myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah. I've done that exactly. throughout the entire thing and I think that's why I don't have as much of a problem as other people do with mm-hmm. with the series. Yeah, it's rushed. Yeah, they could have fleshed things out better. Right. right. I, I agree with that. I'm not yep. going to argue with that. Um, but yeah, I can I can come up with I've come up with a, we talked about them a couple yep. of reasons why why this could happen could yeah. have happened yeah. you know yep and didn't wasn't there a character at one point that said that dragons are smarter than it's Tyrion yeah Tyrion yeah. talked about that when he freed uh, mm-hmm. Viserion and and Rhaegal from the from the the pyramid in Marine oh yeah yep yeah no I thought it was interesting um, I wondered I think I wondered why like. He didn't do anything to John. I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't know what it all meant. But, but like you said, like we can fill in the blanks. Yeah. Like, there's and, and plenty there's a of couple, reasons why he burned the throne. Yeah. A couple schools of thought. Some people think he he fully understood that that was what you know was was corrupting his mother into mm-hmm. doing what she did. But also some people think he might have just seen the sword sticking out of her, saw the pile of swords over there, and maybe thought that was responsible for for killing mm-hmm. his mother too. Yeah. I mean. I think it was meant to be symbolic and yeah. it, did, it did work for me Yeah, um, just mm-hmm. because I had that in the back of my head that dragons are super freaking smart. And also Drogon, like Drogon was up to stuff. We don't know what the hell Drogon was up to. We exactly. And when he took off a little bit later on with Daenerys, we don't know what the hell he's up to. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so much uh, that they don't tell us, which is, can be a little bit frustrating, but yeah. like something like that, it's not, I don't know. It worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, and fade to black. Yeah, there's people wondering what, what, where they took her. Some people think Dragonstone. Some people think to Valyria. Some people think that they were t- uh, Drogon was taking her to a shy. She was resurrected yeah. by yes. red priests. I did read that. So don't know. Yep. Interesting. Interesting yeah. thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then a few weeks pass by. Um. And we get a close-up shot of Tyrion. Um, he's brought out and he's taken to the dragon pits where everyone is waiting. So Sansa, Arya, Brienne, Davos, Yara, the new Prince, Prince of, of Dorne. Dorn. A few people so, we don't know. Some other guys. Um, Dario was there, right? Who? Dario? Dario. No. No. Are you sure? Think, yeah. Positive. Mm-hmm. Like, there were, he was in like half a frame at one point and then half a frame at another point. And really? I was like so convinced it was him but i don't Sophie think so said no yeah. Too. yeah i don't think it was dario i didn't notice him we'll have to look yeah um we'll, we will definitely look closer because i will definitely watch it again but yeah sure uh so um sansa is i guess gray worm is going on and on like you know he's a prisoner or whatever right no sansa asked where john is oh he asked where john is that's it yes i didn't write that down um and then Sansa's like, you know, there's thousands of Northmen outside these walls ready to show you why it's a bad idea yeah. to kill Jon Snow. Um, so Grey Worm kind of calms down a little bit. Um, so Yara shares that she's mad. Um, you know, the uh, the Ironborn don't forget. Um, and I'm, you know, I was, I was with Queen Daenerys. Then Arya just is like, yeah, and I'll cut your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about killing John again, and I will cut yeah, your throat. Yeah, I will cut your throat. Um, so Davos interjects here. Um, he thinks... Uh, again, diffusing ahead. the situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in in best Davos fashion. 
Um, he thanks Grey Worm for the help with the Army of the Dead, says, you know, we wouldn't have, have made it without you. Um, and then he offers the Reach to the Unsullied. Mm -hmm. um, he says, you know, go there, you know, make your own sigil, make have your own land. Um, and he just, you know, says we need to find a better way. Um, and then Grey Worm is saying, you know, we need, no, we need justice and Jon Snow can't go free. Um, Tyrion says it's not for yeah. you to choose. Yeah, and then, and Grey Worm's all angry, you know, don't speak, we've heard enough from you. And then Tyrion says, you know, and not for the better of anyone that you've, yeah. <laughs> that you've heard so much from me. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he basically says, you know, the fate is for the king or queen to decide. And they're like, well, we don't have a king or queen. So he says, well, choose one. <laughs> yeah, you're the most powerful people yeah, in Westeros. Westeros. Yep. Choose one. Choose one. Not all of the most powerful people in Westeros, but some of them. Right. Um, so Edmure, <laughs> Edmure yeah. stands up. That was great. Ready to vote himself class president here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he starts to go into his, you know, speech about why he would be a good king. And Sansa's just like, uncle, please sit. Like, this is not happening, which was pretty funny. <laughs> but the best part is next. So Sam stands up <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, if, if this person's going to rule everyone, why don't we leave the decision up to everyone? And then everyone just starts busting out laughing yep. <laughs> at the thought of democracy. <laughs> Why don't I let my horse get a vote? Yeah, like, I'll I'll tell my dog, you know. Um, I loved that part. Because when he started to say that, I was like, if this turns into some, like, hold my hand, let's sing together around the fire, and everyone's going to vote together, I'm going to scream. Because that's not Game of Thrones, you know? Yeah. Like, So I was really glad that they all laughed it off. Um, so then Tyrion goes into another big speech here. Um and he says, you know, what unites people, and I can't remember what the other examples are that he gives. It's, you know, it's not wars, it's not... Yeah, it's not soldiers, it's soldiers. not banners, it's not... Right, sigils, not, yeah. yeah, it's stories. And he talks about um, nothing can stop a good story, and who has better stories, you know, than Bran the Broken. He's our memory, um, you know, he knows the story, he knows the famines, he knows the wars, he knows the successes, he knows all of it. Um, so Sansa's like, well, he doesn't want it and he can't father children, so that's not going to work. And, um, Tyrion's like, good, they won't torment us. You, you should know, you know, like, you should know that, you know, a king's son isn't always a good they're thing. They're violent and stupid. Right. I they're something yeah, along the lines of they're violent and yeah, stupid. Violent and stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, so Tyrion shares his idea that, um, from now on, Rulers won't be born, but they'll be chosen in that exact spot by the lords and ladies of Westeros. Um, so they go around, you know, around the group, and everyone gives an eye for Bran the Broken. Um, then it stops at Sansa, and I was like, what is she going to do? <laughs> um, so she declares that, you know, the Northmen have fought so many wars um, for Westeros, and that they will be an independent kingdom, as it was for thousands of years before. Um, so, you know, Bran agrees. She's like, you know, you're going to be a great king, Bran, but we're going to be independent. Um, so they all agree and they, you know, name him Bran the Broken, first of his name, protector of the six kingdoms. 
on and on. And then, um, so Bran names Tyrion his hand, <laughs> um, which is great. And that's when Grey Worm's like, you know, that it's not a punishment. It's not, it's not a punishment. He he needs more. And um, Bran's like, he just that's that is justice. That is, that is his punishment. Yeah, because he made horrible mistakes and he's going to spend the rest of his life fixing them <laughs> and the look on Tyrion's face was fantastic um yeah so I mean that's probably what that's where that that's where the scene ends, ends. yeah yeah so what'd you think Corey um it it worked for me I'm gonna just quickly mm-hmm. fire out a couple of the complaints that I heard um yeah. the one mm-hmm. about Sansa declaring the north free uh-huh. uh, yeah the one thing they were complaining about on the podcast i listened to was how like wasn't yara promised independence um yeah why did she speak up that wasn't right what like what why does winterfell get special privilege without anybody even speaking up but like i'm thinking about it i'm like man if it weren't for the north and winterfell you'd all be dead so like let's give them the freedom they earned yep Uh, i it wouldn't i wouldn't have even thought twice about that Mm -hmm. yeah the other complaint i heard um why does bran have the best story like were they paying attention to Arya's story or sansa's story or uh and i'm like i agree like those people all have good stories but what they're not considering is he's a three-eyed raven like he's got Mm -hmm. all the stories right he knows every single story of man like that's a pretty big story yes um so that's why i i just I i didn't get that complaint either yeah so for me um i didn't actually love this scene um, but just one part of it. I didn't love that Tyrion was just like, from now on, we're just going to pick our king, king and queen here. And they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, I feel like there could have been a little more hashing out, and I don't yeah. know what that would have looked like. But for me, it, it seemed too easy, maybe. But other than that, I liked the scene. I just didn't like, I felt like that was a little, like, a little stretch. Yeah. But it was cool to see everybody in the same spot. Yeah, it was really so, cool. Like, yeah. All your, all your all your pals yep like everyone that's left seasons. yep yeah, yeah i mean i think at left. least as far as some of the some of the noble houses of westeros were thinking is that they actually now have some say in who's going to be the ruler of westeros right. whereas right. before it was it was a little bit luck like if you could marry into the royal family then you could have some say in what goes on in westeros um, but other, other than that you're kind of you're kind of left out so mm-hmm. i think that you know if you're looking at securing some power for your family there it is you know yeah um yep. so i think that was the thinking i think to Tyrion, maybe because Tyrion had had lots of conversations with bran uh and i think one of the things he was thinking too was bran doesn't want anything right right so he mm-hmm. uh, i think Tyrion had seen what ambition had done to westeros what ambition had done to daenerys yeah uh bran doesn't have ambition right he's because he's he, he's basically a wikipedia right a wikipedia page you yep. know so basically. you know he could look back and see all the mistakes and and hopefully help with with, with Tyrion's help as hand rectify those mistakes right so i think yeah. that was also what what Tyrion was thinking when he put up bran as a mm-hmm. as a suggestion yeah yeah no i you know i i like the scene i like the whole idea of it i just thought that one part was a little sure a little much for me but yeah uh, Beardless says this scene made me realize the only ending I would have been happy with is the ending where the peasantry swarms the dragon pit and kills everyone at that meeting. <laughs> the, the bourgeoisie rising that, up. Yeah, well, that would have been interesting. Yeah, uh, everyone's gone. Varys was still alive. Oh, <laughs> Varys, I know, right? Oh, your man Varys was right though, yep. Corey. 
He was yeah. right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot more thoughts about this scene, too. And, and some of it kind of exists outside of the Game of Thrones TV series and kind of mm-hmm. references some stuff in the books uh-huh. uh, that I've sort of picked up reading things here and there. Um, one line that really piqued my interest was when Bran said, why do you think that I've come all this way? When yeah. Tyrion yeah. Asked the king. Yeah. And it really stuck with me. And I mean, you can take it on its head and say, okay, Bran, you know, crossed the wall, found the three eyed Raven, did all that stuff, came back, mm-hmm. um, helped save Winterfell. Although I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Me neither. It's hard to see what he was actually doing. Yeah. We yeah. don't know. And it's like, did he, did he know all along this was his destiny? Right. Um, and that got me thinking, well, if he did, he was pretty quick to pick Tyrion as his hand. Is it more about the punishment? I don't think it is. To me, no. it's more about him just knowing that Tyrion is a capable, fair, just mm-hmm. guy. And that yep. was going to be the only way that Tyrion was able to have power and influence. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, going back to the line of why do you think that I came all of this way? Who's saying that? Is that Bran? Is that the guy before Bran? Is that the guy before that guy? Because I was reading something about um, in the books, the guy who kind of merged mind-melded with Bran when Bran yeah. became the Three-Eye Raven uh, was a Targaryen who was power-hungry at one no. point. Oh. No, it was um, Brendan, of... Brendan Rivers. Maybe it was before him then? Brendan there, yeah, there's a bunch of three-eyed ravens, but I think the one that Bran meets is was Bryn, Brendan Rivers, who is a bastard of the Riverlands. Yeah. So let, anyway. let me double check on that because I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, my, I mean, again, my thoughts aren't fully fleshed out on this, but like yeah. that line that stood out to me is sort of sinister, and it made Thank me you. wonder, like, Thank you. Yeah, it made me like, okay, yes. so Bran is fine with being king, but he's not going to deal with any, as we see in the small council meeting, he's not going to deal with any of that mortal stuff. Like, he's more concerned about what Drogon's up to. Right. Um, no, and... Oh, okay, so Brynden Rivers, it is Brynden Rivers, but he was a legitimized bastard son of King Aegon the Aegon the Fourth Targaryen. Mm. There you go. So, yeah. yes, he was, was tar- it did have Targaryen blood. You're right, you're right Corey. Yeah. Wow. We were so, both right. Like, it, it kind of uh, made me wonder, like... Was he just power hungry the whole like, <laughs> that like part of his brain, which is lots yes. of things now? Like that part was what spoke in that moment, and now it, he has the throne. It could be because he was stuck in a tree for ho- however long, not able to move anywhere. But now that you know he was with with Bran, he's able to to get around. Yeah, or that he's yeah. taken over Bran, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I just I couldn't take that line yeah. literally, and that this is why I'm so excited to see what happens in the books because I feel like we're going to get a lot of this context that will explain a lot of this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So along those lines, as I've said before, like the music does a lot for me. I pay attention a lot to the music because I think it tells the story as much as the like acting. So um, right before he said that, or right after that, the music changed drastically. It went like into a a different chord or a minor even that Mm -hmm. like made it have this little like twist. And do you remember? I was like, oh, look. I was like, it's going to come out now. He's evil. I knew it. You know, like. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's something to that. I agree. And maybe the books will do a better job of hashing that out. And we will find out, you know, it is that Targaryen side of him or whatever. But I, I felt that way, too. 
I felt there was some evil. And even the looks in the look in his eyes, I just don't I don't trust him. I don't trust him fully. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. interesting. Um okay, so the next scene we get is John. So John is in his cell or wherever he is, looking pretty rough, pretty scraggly. Um and Tyrion is in there with him and tells him um <laughs> We're, you know, if you if you came out, you know, Grey Worm would be mad, and if something else happened, these people would be mad. I can't remember the exact. Um, so we've decided to send you to the Night's Watch, <laughs> and I was like, no, poor John. Maybe the wheel isn't broken. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything in circles. Yep. So Tyrion says, you know, no one's very happy, so I guess it's a it's a Good fair compromise. compromise. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and John is still struggling. Like, you know, he says, was it right what I did? And Tyrion's like, no, what we did. Um, And John's like, well, it doesn't feel right to me. And Tyrion says, well, ask me again in 10 years. Um, Uh, Yeah, I wanted to jump in there. That, mm -hmm. because that line, because the whole time it was running through my head, like, did he do the right thing? Did he do the right thing? And and Tyrion's explaining all this stuff that doesn't have anything to do with it. And then John, like, just, just asks, like, was it right yeah and i was like oh my god like it just hit me like a ton of bricks when you said yes. that and i'm like i'm thinking the exact same thing yeah Tyrion's answer i thought was perfect yeah. yeah and also kind of meta um with the yeah. show like like we just talked about you know like it's going to take time for people really to suss this out and pick up on all the metaphors and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um yeah ask me again in 10 years if the if the ending of game of thrones was really good yeah yeah right um yeah, so John's like, well, you know, I suppose I won't see you again. And Tyrion says, you know, all the work that I'm going to be doing as Hand of the King, um, I'll probably need to come and piss off the edge of the world again, <laughs> or however he says it. Um, so, yeah, like I, you know, I felt so bad for John in this scene because he's obviously still grappling with, you know, what we were grappling with. Like, was that the right thing to do? Um, so, like, he's. He's still Jon Snow in there, you know, like he's he's feeling guilty and unsure of himself. And then to have to go back to the Night's Watch after everything he went through with the Night's Watch at the start. So I was really sad for him because I love Jon. I mean, you got to love Jon Snow, right? I'm, I know some people actually find him incredibly annoying, but I love him. So it was just sad. <laughs> like, yeah sad for him i think it was the right move for the kingdom too uh, i think i told you this a little bit but uh you know the having him be a part of the night's watch he inherits no lands no titles yada yada yeah. so you don't have to worry about anyone trying to do a targaryen restoration project like like they did with daenerys and viserys uh you know Varys and Illyrio mopatis were kind of the the head honchos behind restoring viserys and or and or daenerys to the throne that's not going to happen if you're in the Night's Watch because you're, you know, you're at forfeit your lands and titles. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Well, Sam didn't wasn't held to that though, was he? I don't know. I don't know if Sam ultimately ended up being uh, in the in the Night's Watch anymore. We never got yeah. really clarity on that. I mean, he, well, he like, becomes something out? else. He took the black, didn't he? I don't know if it, maybe they restarted the Night's Watch because yeah, obviously they didn't need too. it for temporarily there. Um, yeah. But I think, like like uh, Tyrion says, and I think it's in that scene. There's there's always going to be a place. Yeah, they're always they always need a place for for uh, bastards and, and broken, broken things. things. So yeah. I don't know if that's the point. To 
my favorite line my favorite line of yes my yeah, favorite so, <laughs> line of the series as well <laughs> yeah so you know it's uh yep I, I think maybe they restarted at that point and, and you know started started fresh i guess yeah yeah um that's well again that's my mind filling in the blanks right right which we need to do sometimes sometimes we need to think yeah sometimes things aren't on a silver for platter for us yeah. right yeah. right we like, can't wait until people smarter than us put out podcasts to explain it right <laughs> or or someone posts something on social media you know that makes yeah. us think but anyway um yeah so um we see john leaving there's two men from the night's watch there to ready to take him and uh gray worm is loading up ships and uh he says they're, oh, he, you know, him and John have a stare down contest. <laughs> and uh, then Grey Worm says, you know, we're going to Noth, um, the Isle of Noth. And are the, so the Unsullied and the Dothraki are with him? Uh, the Dothraki, I saw, you saw like in the distance, not up close, not explicitly, okay. but so they are really... loading up into the ship. So On the ship, right? Yeah. yeah. To go I somewhere. thought I saw that too, but the yeah. podcasts i was listening to said you never see the dothraki after the you can, scene with yeah. daenerys no, no you see them there. they're walking around in the docks they're walking yeah. their horses and yeah it's not explicit like like with the unsullied but they're there not and not in the close-up scenes it's more the far away scenes but they do walk by a group of dothraki yeah. like walking on the on the dock yeah. so it's just again i feel like a lot of the complaints would be alleviated if people just paid attention, paid attention. yeah i like i said i've said this every episode but like people are just like putting too many theories on what the show is like just sit and watch it and you'll find out it's actually fine like there's nothing wrong with it it's just too crazy i guess but um oh this part um so john goes to say goodbye to all of the remaining starks um so who does he say goodbye to first Sansa. sansa yep he says goodbye to sansa um you know, she's like, I'm so sorry this had to happen this way. Um, you know, and the and the North lost their king. And he's like, well, Ned's, you know, Ned Stark daughter, Ned Stark's daughter will speak um, for them. And they couldn't be in better hands, that type of thing. Um, so that was a nice moment. Oh, but this one got me. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about this part. Um, you know, so Arya and Jon are saying their goodbyes and... Um, you know, she says, I'm not going north. You know, what's west of Westeros? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, that's where I'm going. Um, oh, yeah. And Sansa's like, where will you go? And um, But then they say their goodbyes. You know, he says, you know, do you have your needle? And it, she says, it's right here. But I told Dan, like, I cannot get enough of that scene because Arya's, Maisie Williams, like, wow. Because <laughs> that was raw emotion. Like, yeah. I feel like, was that the last scene that she shot or something? Because that was, like, raw emotion. It was so good. Because I just, like, cried. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, and we know, like, John and Arya have a special bond, I think, more than he did with any of his other siblings, cousins. Um, so, yeah, that was just quite the moment for, for me. Uh, and then... You know, he says goodbye to Bran, and I didn't yeah. write anything down about he, that. He just says, I'm sorry I wasn't yeah. there for you. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry I wasn't you. there for you. You were right where you needed to be. Yeah. Yep. Creepy right. stare eyes. Yep. 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 What's, that, what's that mean exactly, Bran? Yeah. 
I know, because he says that to Jamie. He says that to Theon, like yeah. throughout the you know throughout the yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's more him saying like you were where you needed to be to ha- to have happen what happened mm-hmm. to get me on the throne. So, yep. To get me on the throne get to kill Daenerys, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, real quick, there's a lot of talk about the the Azor Ahai prophecy. Yeah. A lot of people think John killing Daenerys was what what the Lord of Light brought him back for, and to f- that's that was him fulfilling the that prophecy. It's not explicitly stated, but a lot of people are thinking that's that was the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. And again, I think we'll we'll get that context. With yeah. The, the yeah. Yep. I hope so. That it had nothing to do with the Night King, but it was, you know, uh, ridding the world of of the Targaryen darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um. So the next scene, uh, it's Brienne, and she's looking through the book of of the lords. So all, all, yeah, all yeah, the members the, of the the night, night the the Kingsguard. Kingsguard. Yeah, I always want to say Night's Watch. Kingsguard. Um, so she, you know, she's going through with Sir Arthur Dane, um, Barristan Selmy is in there, yeah. and then she comes to Jamie's story and obviously finds that it isn't finished. Um, so she fills it in, and I thought it was a great moment. Yeah. I love, you know, how well she wrote it, you know, just all the details of what he did and, and showed him to be an honorable man and that he just died protecting his queen. So yeah. I thought that was really well done. He didn't, she didn't include all of the, you know... And the queen was his lover sister thing. Yeah. So I thought it was very well done. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this part's great too. So uh, the next scene goes to Tyrion, and he's in the small council chamber, and uh, he's getting all the chairs set up. And it's funny because you know we haven't seen him do this since what, like season one, maybe that he's. Yeah. And and it and it brought me back to the scene where he drags the chair. Remember that scene, like season yep. one or two. He drags the chair and makes a big production of himself being there. Um, so you know, you know, now he's like kind of nervous. Like he's getting all the chairs in the right place, and he's like, "No, this has got to be this way." And um, so no, it's just it's a really neat moment. Um, so Bron, Davos, uh, Samuel Tarly, and Brienne walk in. Um. And then Sam has a huge book with him, and it's a song of ice and fire. Um, and he wrote it with remind me of his name. It was name. Archmaster Ebrose's Chronicles of the War of the Five Kings. Yes. Yep. Which Sam named a song of ice and fire. fire. Right. Yep. Um, and then there's no mention of Tyrion, which is pretty pretty funny part. That was another thing that I either they were messing with him. Yeah. Just because he played such a big role in all of it like i don't i don't even know how some of it you could talk about yeah you could write him off of it yeah yeah i know that is i don't know yeah um so uh bran comes in and he says you know we seem to be missing a master of whisperers master of laws and mass uh master of wars and you know Tyrion's just like those those are going to be brought to you soon, which I read something that said, like, if if uh, Bran really wanted those people, he should just go back and in time and find a couple people that'll work, and he should bring them, but I thought that was kind of funny, but um, so Bran, uh, Bran asks, is there any word on Drogon? They say no, and, and he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go find him, and then Bran calls Sir Podrick to come, and, and we'll 
um, ran away. So I thought that was pretty cool to see Sir Podrick. Um, so then Bron, Davos, Sam, and Brienne are talking. So we find out, you know, Bron is Master of Coin. Davos is Lord, master- pa- Lord Paramount of the Reach. Lord Paramount of the Reach, yes. Warden of the South. Yep. Oh, yeah. Is he Warden of the South, I too? I think so. Wow. Um, Davos is the Master of Ships. Sam is the Archmaster. Archmaster. And Brienne is the Commander of the Kingsguard. Um, and they're just kind of, you know, talking, bickering back and forth about... Brothels. Brothels. <laughs> and their importance in uh-huh. the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Sweet Corey, thoughts before we get to the last scene? Yeah, it was it was a fun scene with the yeah. callback to the, yeah. the chairs. I mean, that was fun. And just to see all those jokesters just yes. all together, like, running the kingdom is yeah. just hysterical. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was loved good it. stuff. Yep. Um, so then <laughs> the next scene starts we see castle black and the horns are blowing and right away i got like anxiety i was like oh god something bad's coming because they always blew the horns i feel like when something bad was going to happen um so john's back at um castle black and he goes in um but waiting there for him are Tormund and the wildlings and ghost which i was really excited and he pats and pets him yes (laughs) Two episodes too late, or three episodes right? too late, yep. in my opinion, but whatever. Right. I, I know, better I know. Never. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, so then it cuts to, you know, it kind of goes back and forth then between, I, I wrote, like, their new journey. It's like John's new journey, you know, he's putting his sword away, and Arya's on her ship sailing with her big Stark banners, and, oh, Sansa is you know getting dressed to go um become the queen in the north and it just you know it kind of goes back to all three of them just kind of doing all their each little each thing uh and i loved sansa walks down and they put the crown on her head and they do the queen in the north the queen in the north and i was like yeah she looks so badass too with her hair straight and and down yeah she did and i actually um i read an article that i really loved because it makes sense uh how Sansa's hair was actually really symbolic because if you pay attention to Sansa's hair, it really tells where she is in the story because, you know, when she was with Cersei, she had a lot of Cersei-ish hairstyles. When uh, she was with Baelish, she dyed her hair black and wore it a certain way. So, like, every phase of who she is and what she deals with in the show, you know, is reflected in her hairstyles. But then her hair is finally down. It's the first time we ever see her hair down really. So it's showing that like she has freedom and now she can be who she was meant to be type thing. So I thought that was really cool. And the queen in the North. I just can't, I could, I just couldn't get enough of it. It was great. Um, so then, uh, the last thing we see is, uh, John's, you know, riding on a horse with Tormund with all the wildlings and they're going North of the wall. Ghost is with them. Uh, they go out, you know, away from the wall and the gate closes behind them. Um, and John just kind of looks back. So I'm wondering if John is surprised about the gate being closed, but we can talk about that. But, um, you know, so they go on and they go out into the woods and off they go. Fade to black. Yep. And that's it. What do you think of the final scenes, Corey? Oh boy. Um, I... 
Okay, so when this episode ended, um, out of all the episodes of Game of Thrones I've watched, I've never felt compelled to rewatch an episode more than this one, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. I took as a good sign. Yeah. Uh, and I did. I rewatched it the next day. Nice. But um, one thing, like another thing this, this series managed to do that like any, and I still can't really articulate what I mean, but I'm going to try. Um, unlike any other form of fiction I've consumed is when it was all done with, I kind of felt like it was just a footnote to a much larger story. Like everything that happened, I could, I I can just like visualize watching in the year 2050, like part two of this follow up or like, I don't know, just like, it just feels like a, a a small part of a much bigger chronicle. Well, it kind of is. I agree. I agree. Exactly. But like, I've never, I've never experienced fiction that did it so well like this like maybe lord of the rings yeah it's uh, lord of the rings-esque yeah would be the only other comparable Mm -hmm. um in my opinion because it's not it's not really about heroes i mean these people are heroic but they're just small players in like a much greater history yeah yeah well it's funny because i just finished the fifth book the audiobook today and i started the fire and blood which is the the targaryen history and it's very much it's like a history book that you that that you would like get from the library but it's of the mm-hmm. targaryen it's you know i i'm through all of aegon's conquest in it um and that's just kind of the beginning of of the full unification of of westeros you know yeah so it is yeah. it is kind of a, a small part of a much larger story right yeah. i mean and it just speaks to the rich world that Germ has created and yeah. I, I would watch I don't know what they're doing for the follow up series but I would watch yeah. any of these characters well, in another series we, we joked that we would just want to watch them do their day to day stuff <laughs> yep. like I would watch that TV show yep oh I would watch it forever like I because I was telling Dan I felt the same way like it wrapped it up and it felt like there's so much more to see yeah. like what's John going to do like it was kind of like when the gate closed, like I said, he looked back and like, is he really going to go live with the wildlings? You know, are they just kind of giving him a pass? Like, just go, you know, cause Tormund talked about that. Like you've got the North in you, you should come North with me. Um, you know, Arya, like what's Arya going to find? Like there's gotta be West some, of great... yeah, yeah, there's gotta be great story there. And then Sansa, like what's she like as a ruler? Is she going to get married? Who's she going to marry? Is she going to have kids? Like, and how is it going to work? Because her kids won't have the Stark last name, so, but like she's the only one that really is going to carry on the Stark name. They, so they how... can't. You can do that. You can. Yeah. Okay. Good. But I think it I has to be to like a, it has to be agreed upon that that the children w- would have. I don't this. know what it's called. I know that from playing um, Crusader Kings. Oh, okay. Good. That you can take the the female. I wondered name. that. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's still so much that we could learn, and I just want them to keep making a show about all of them now. <laughs> and like, what's Bran going to be like? Is he is he gonna show some some evil? You know, I would like to see another like, I don't know. My my personal fan fiction is like Bran is somehow the Night King yes. in disguise, yes. and then like Danny's gonna come back and they're gonna have at it again. Yes. I don't know. Like, there's just so many. There's so many directions it could go. I right. do want to talk about John um, because mm-hmm. I yes. did see some controversy on whether he was just out on patrol yeah. as part of the Night's Watch or if he was abandoning. Um, 
the Night's mm. Watch. And I, I never saw it as John out on patrol. I always thought it was him leaving the Night's Watch and heading north with Tormund to live, mm-hmm. live a happy life. And the reason why I think that uh, kind of goes back to Tyrion's point about um, love being the or duty being the death of love. So in John's mind, like love is the death of duty. You need like duty first. And this was this was John's change. This was his arc. Him realizing, you know, that's fine, but at the same rate, duty is the death of love, and I want to find love again. Yeah, yeah. And the one place he found love, yeah, not the one place, but because he fell in love with Danny too. But the one place he found love was in the north with yep. wildness. Um, mm-hmm. So if he's gonna find it somewhere, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. That's and how I, I mean, that. yeah. And really, Bran's the king. Sansa's the queen of the north. Like. Grey Worm's gone, as far as we know. So, like, if John, like, if John abandons the Night's Watch, like, who's really gonna, who's really gonna be checking on that? I don't, you right. know, Alistair Thorne isn't there anymore. Like, you know, there's no one like that that we know of. So, yeah. I, you know, I, in my mind, he is gonna just go live a happy life, hopefully. You know, because yeah. I mean, he, think of, I was gonna say, think of all like everything he's been through and how yes. where yeah. he ended up because of it. Yeah, you know, he's still a nobody, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah, and like that, I was saying, you know, is does he want to be nobody? Because we know he didn't want to be the king in the north, and he knows that he was a good ruler, but he never liked being a ruler. So, right, you know, I I was so sad for him, but then I processing it, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's just happier this way. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe this is ultimately like what's best for him you know because obviously he's got a best friend in torment torment is all but you know they're always going to have each other's backs you know he's got ghost you know so and he knows aria's gone doing her stuff so maybe this was the the happy ending for him Happy-ish that, ending. <laughs> yeah. happy like as happy as it could be for him maybe yeah Maybe. Well, I don't know. Well, and we talked about him being a tragic character. Yep. At one point I didn't bring up before that I wanted to when he asks, like, was it right? I started thinking, like, was there – if anybody has been right on this show, like, known the difference between right and wrong on this show, wouldn't it be John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think so. Like, he, he's always – Well, that was a conversation he had with Theon. Yeah. Theon's like, you always know what's right. Yeah. Regardless, and John's like, no, I don't always know what's right, but but know, he always I, I does to, the right thing. He always, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it just for him to still be struggling with that, even mm-hmm. though, you know, he's batting a thousand on the difference between right and wrong. Right. Um, I, it's fascinating. It's yeah, it's, it's tragic. It is also fascinating. Yeah, yeah, one of the complaints I saw that it was there was too much happy in the ending. I didn't feel. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't feel, feel happy. No, it it was definitely uh, like you said. I I think more than anything, I think Game of Thrones was was a tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. main characters throughout the show: uh, Daenerys, dead; Tyrion, his entire family's dead, and yep. he's has he's, a job he doesn't want. He's right. yeah, exactly. He's strapped <laughs> to the responsibility of of governing the the country that he doesn't really mm-hmm. want to do. Yeah, and John was. It set in exile again right. you know yep. like those are probably the three main main characters right through the entire show right. i mean Cersei's i would dead. argue the only one that well maybe sansa but i was gonna say aria had a happy ending the life she wants yeah yeah um hopefully sansa got what she wanted it seems yeah it's, uh, it was but... i thought fairly balanced and yeah happy yeah. and tragic yeah. 
Well, it was it was interesting to me. Um, back to the scene where they're all, you know, they all pick Bran, and then Sansa says the the North is going to be independent. Um, when she says that, and everyone agrees, Arya actually leans around Bran and looks at her, and gives her a very like confirming look of like you finally got what you wanted. Like you're finally mm-hmm. going to be who you were supposed to be and who you've always wanted to be. So I yeah. thought that was a nice moment. So definitely look for that if you, when you watch it again. Because she did give her a really nice look. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but ultimately, I was very, very pleased with the ending. Um, yeah. As I said, you know, my my complaints are more that they didn't have more I would, I, yeah. more time for things. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I I understand the wanting to to get get it wrapped up. They I, I don't think that the that D and D were put into a good position with no. finishing this. No. Uh, because no, the books not. are a monstrosity. Uh, in, in a good way. Right. Uh, there's so much characters, and so and they left it like two thirds of the way through. You know, the source right. material runs out. So they and and the the endpoints were were the endpoints. Like that's supposedly, at least as of right now, like how the the Game of Thrones ultimately ends. Obviously, there's going to be some differences, mm-hmm. uh, but that's like they had a lot of tying up and and you know putting everything into a neat package but in in one third of the 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 show i just don't think that was an easy thing and i think no. i think it would it ended up being being fine for me yeah yeah i was happy so. with it yep me too um it does it does make me go back to those scenes where i, I had complained to you guys about like those first couple episodes this season where i'm like why are we learning about like yeah Dorman's giant's milk like yeah it's funny right. and it's entertaining <laughs> but like couldn't we use that time to like establish Danny's descent or, yeah. you know, right. any of these other things that we felt like needed a little bit more. Sure. Yep. Um, and I think yeah. we definitely could have, so I would consider that a flaw. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, yeah, to your point, Dan, like I also think George R.R. R. Martin is a super smart guy and yes, he might've given the double D's the bullet points of how it ends, but I'm mm-hmm. sure he did not provide everything he was thinking no. of no nope, definitely not um he still is interested in writing a kick-ass book because that's his livelihood right and his legacy so i would i mean i'm trying to put myself in his shoes and i would definitely save the juicy bits for my oh, story yeah. and sure. not the stupid tv show you know? right. well you just look at yeah. all the characters uh that weren't even introduced in the show that are pretty important characters in the books like there's a lot of them characters that are are, are in the books that aren't dead you know they could have a role to play in the in the mm-hmm. end. You know, yeah. Yep. Um, so, right. Who knows? Yeah. Um, one thing too that I highly recommend, and is something that we did, is we went back and watched the first episode. Yep. We're already started on our our yeah. next We're, watch through. We're yeah. halfway through the second episode. Yeah. Um, the first thing about that is like we thought for sure it would be strange. Yeah. Um, now knowing everyone's fate, but it really wasn't. I didn't actually. even think of it when we didn't were watching. Didn't think about it. Um, and the other thing is the parallels, Mm. um, to the last episode, first episode to last episode, they line up really well. And there is so much foreshadowing that Bran is going to be the king at the end of this, that it's like, whoa, like you never would have seen it before. Right. Um, but it's totally there. It's totally there. So it was really interesting to go back and it, it makes me appreciate, you know, like, I had said all along, like, just give it time, give it a chance. And, like, I think that's where you see, you know, having gone back and watched the first episode, you see it just tie up really nicely at the end. So I do re- really recommend going back and watching, you know, the 
even the first whole season because the foreshadowing is crazy in there. So, yeah, good stuff. Final thoughts, Corey. Man, what a what a ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad it's over, but mm-hmm. um, looking forward to seeing what else goes on in this universe. And I cannot freaking wait for that from software George R. R. Martin <laughs> video game. Yeah. I apparently it's a North Nor, Nor yeah, North Norse mythology. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. It could be anything. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, that was one of my uh, I think I set that aside as no bit, so we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. One thing I did want to say too, um and this is something no one disagrees on, is that the music is Ugh. sensational. Uh I even can. the people that complained about absolutely everything, they're like, Yeah, but the music was, was yeah. fantastic. So Yeah. I will yeah. It's I universal. Will, yeah. I will say publicly, like, um I was telling Dan, like in my reflecting on the on the show, on the season the uh, the third episode, the you know Battle of Winterfell, um, that to me, and it sounds crazy, but like it was like almost a life changing episode for me, which is weird. Like, like I have moments I feel like when I'm like, ooh, that changed me or made me think of something differently. And I think uh, the um, is it the Night King? That's the name of the song, right? <laughs> the Night King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Night King that plays at the end of that episode um, was so powerful for me because, again, I'm a music person. It was so powerful for me that it kind of just changed me a little bit. And, like, that's really awesome. And in a good way, not in a bad way. Um, yeah. Just because the power of music and, like, what it can represent and mean and all of that. So, you know, that's just my little, like, nerdy um, confession, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Real quick, too, it. I wanted to throw in that they just released the full album. Was it yesterday yeah, or the today. day before? Th- today? Or was it yesterday? I don't know. What doesn't matter. It's out now. Um, um, they do yeah. a version of Reigns of Castamere with really the singer from System of a Down. And I've listened to that song probably a hundred times already. It's <laughs> so good. He has such a haunting voice. It's yeah. so perfect for that song. Mm-hmm. Especially like halfway through when he really gets it. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. he belts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good. At least a hundred times I've listened to it. Surge. Yeah, he's listened to it all day. Surge Tank, all day. Tankian, I think is his name. Or how you pronounce his name. I know his name. I just don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. But it, that's fantastic, too. So. Yep. Yeah. Throw that in there. Yeah. So. But I, um, yeah, I love the final episode. And it's going to take me a really, I'm super sad. And it's going to take me um, a really long time, I think, to think about everything. I think another complete watch through is going to be helpful to me too because I think we're going to see you know we just watched the first episode and there's already so many ties that I Mm -hmm. think as we watch it's just going to be like oh duh we missed that or we never would have noticed that how important that was until now we know the ending so I think that'll help me get through I'm really excited to dive into the books too because I haven't read something outside of something for college coursework in (laughs) I haven't read something to enjoy it since the Twilight series in like yeah. what 2007 <laughs> or 6 or something. So, I'm excited to like read a book again for for enjoyment's sake. So, that'll be good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I read about one book a year, so Yeah. <laughs> that's how long it takes me to get through stuff like Right? I'll read like a chapter a month kind of thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, that's something I would like to get back into is, is reading more. But it's yeah, just you so enjoy hard. Like, reading. I love reading, but yeah, it's hard. you know, four kids by the time they get to bed, like if I opened a book and read three lines, I'd be asleep. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. That's my thing. I'm like, maybe I'll bring a book to work with me, and like on my lunch, I'll read it. But I don't want to fall asleep at work either. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure something out. All right, I should text Will and let him know that we're getting into nibble bits. Yeah. It's a lot longer than I thought we were yeah. going to go. Well, how long are we? Almost an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had a lot to cover. So. Yeah. We did have a lot so, to cover. Yeah. And we didn't, I mean, I feel like we could talk endlessly about it. Oh, sure. I would like oh, to do, can. maybe at some point, do like a, like a roundtable discussion kind of thing. Like, yeah. Maybe for a hangover episode or a bonus episode or something like that. Yeah. I was thinking I would love to, um, talk about like our favorite episodes like top five favorite yeah. episodes or uh favorite yeah. characters or anything like that just because i could go on and on and i think it'll help me with my morning process of like letting go of the series and being okay with it ending too i can yeah. just talk it out <laughs> yeah okay um will's ready so i'm gonna call him in add him in add him in all right uh, will <clears throat> add. I will take my leave. All right. Thanks for <laughs> my joining us. My watch is ended. Bye, yeah. Val. Did I really just say that? <laughs> hey, uh, hey, little right. Bill. Hi. Let's see if I can get this to work right. I have. I have to fight with this all the time. No, not going to work right. <laughs> Here, I will get patient. out of the shot. All right. Come bye, on. everybody. Bye, Val. Okay. Uh, Nibble Bits. Corey, do you have anything for Nibble Bits? I don't do those. <laughs> That's show a good point. Okay, so I got a couple. You guys did Game of Thrones that long? Yes, we did. Jesus. All right. Big nerds. Um, what the heck happened here? All right, I am just calling up Nibble Bits here, so... First one is that PlayStation opens up its own film and TV studio. Uh, oh, I saw what they were making as far as shows. I think uh, instead of licensing our IPs out to students, uh, we felt the better approach for us was to establish and produce ourselves. So um, let's see. Let's see if I can find what shows they were going to do. I don't know. I'm not going to read this whole article right now, but yeah, uh, some of their some of the more popular franchises are going to be made made into uh, into show. Oh, Twisted Metal! Thank you, Beardless. Uh, yes, that's that's the one they they mentioned specifically was Twisted Metal. So, I think that would make a good TV series, right? Twisted Metal. Yeah, they could make a good cartoon. Yeah, an animated animated show. I mean, unless they have a big budget for some cool CGI. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then my last one, and Corey, Corey is the one that brought this to my attention today. Apparently this has been in the works and rumored for a little while, but uh, George R. R. Martin is, I think, currently in Japan working with a Japanese game studio to... Uh, he's consulting on a video game. And I believe there's a lot of rumors right now that it's a From Software game. So if you could uh, probably take two of my favorite things... George R. R. Martin and and from software and put them together, I think that's fantastic. 
I just saw another rumor about that that's a Norse mythology game. Yep, that's that's the that's the the consensus for right now, which I think is is awesome. So Norse mythology is hot right now. Yes, it is. AC is going to go the uh, the Norse mythology route, right? Yeah, on top of God of War being uh, the biggest hit from last year. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got for nibble bits. Um, we'll move on. Will, how was your week? Now that you, now that you've joined us, yeah, I uh, had quite the week, Dan. I don't know if you said off the top of the show why I was uh, missed the first part. No, I, I have not. I've not said anything. Um, yeah, so I finished school up on last Friday and worked, um, and then the next day I ended up going to the walk-in at, uh, our local walk-in here in Endicott, and come to find out, long story short, I have basically mono and strep at the same time. Uh, I've been, I don't know if I've complained on episodes that I've been sick for, like, probably a month, month and a half now. Um, yeah, so eventually I was like, you know what, I should get looked at in case there's not something serious going on. And then, mm-hmm. lo and behold, yes, I am very sick. So I've literally been laying around doing nothing the last uh, five days now. I've pretty much just been playing video games, watching TV shows, um, and watching a lot of YouTube videos because I've had no energy to do anything. So Did you say what, what did you get an official diagnosis? I missed that part. Uh, no. basically, it's basically strep and mono. Strep and um, mono. the, the quick story for it is I think I had mono the last month. I'm getting over that now. And then I've gotten hit on top of uh, that with a cold and allergies and all of that. Oof. So, yeah. Um, but the thing that sucks is the throat steroid that I got. It causes insomnia, so I have refused to take it because I don't want insomnia. Yeah, not now. Now's not the time to have that. I need to sleep, not be awake. So um, I've just been kind of toughing out the sore throat. My sore throat's actually gotten a lot better now. It's more of the body aches, no energy. Like, I literally do not have energy at all during the day. Um, So I've been sleeping a lot, uh, headaches, migraines, stuff like that, all the fun stuff, but... Um, I, it's going to sound bad. I've been, it's been nice not having to do anything. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Because like, I'm not dying to the point where I can't do anything. Like I can't play video games. Um, so like I'm able to do that stuff. Um, but obviously I'm not working or having to do any, anything really around the house. So just been kind of kind of existing within the last couple days um but i've done i started watching a new anime uh it's black clover for anybody who is an anime fan i know the japanese really like it but a lot of the americans don't like it um i actually really enjoy it so far i'm on episode like 12 of that so that's pretty cool why don't why doesn't america like it they i can't tell if it's anime snobs saying that it's a bad anime because it's kind of run-of-the-mill. Um, I've talked about My Hero Academia a lot on the show. Black Coat Clover sort of has the same premise. In My Hero Academia, everyone's born with a quirk. Uh, in Black Clover, everyone's born with magic. And the protagonist of My Hero Academia doesn't have a quirk. The protagonist from Black Clover doesn't have any magic. But they both find their own ways to, huh. 
being able to do their thing. Um, I really like it so far. A lot of people find the main character in Black Clover annoying. Um, I actually think he's hilarious. So, um, Eric, I remember Eric talking about in My Hero Academia, the main character cried a lot. In this one, the main character yells a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So, nice. they're kind of like... I can see why people think it's kind of like a run-of-the-mill sort of anime, but I've really liked it so far. There's a lot of cool things that happen in it. So, been doing that and playing... I'll talk about the ton of video games I've been playing and what we played. Uh, that's the main reason why I really wanted to be on, is because I want to talk about a, a little game that I've been playing. Okay. But uh, I am going back to work on Saturday, though, so... So you got to get rested up before then. Um, yeah, I think I'll be all... My shift on Friday was going to be 6 p.m. to 4 a.m., and I was like, no, not, that's not going to be my first shift back. Yeah. So my first shift is going to be noon on Saturday to, okay. I think, 4 or 5. So that's what I'm going to be going back to instead of a 10 to 11-hour shift. So, um, the, as, as I said, as much as it's been nice doing nothing, I need to make money. Because yeah. I want to buy my computer, so sure. Um, so yeah, I've had a pretty terrible, but also kind of all right week, entertainment wise. Nice. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Corey? Not much to report, um, other than wrapping up Game of Thrones. I'm trying to think if I did anything fun or interesting, and I don't think I did. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about is we've been subscribing to Dinnerly. Um, it's a meal delivery service, but its differentiator is that it's about half the price as the popular ones, like oh, really? the Apron, uh, whatever the other ones are. So it's we pay 20, 28, 38, 38. It's basically $5 a meal, um, and we get three meals. And then they're shipping on top of that. It's five dollars per person per meal. So okay, well that's not bad. Yeah, so it's like thirty-eight bucks, and we get three dinners out of it. Um, but it's all like you know basic ingredients, and you have to make it and everything, so you still get to eat home cooked meals. Uh, it just eliminates the thinking about what you're going to make and uh, finding a recipe, like all that stuff, shopping for it. Sure. Uh, so it's kind of nice. We'll go and we'll get our staples, and then we we really only eat probably three dinners a week anyway so it really takes care of all of our dinners and sometimes we'll make it for lunch if we're both home or something but um it's really convenient and uh everything i've had has been really good um, i've been full after every every meal i really have no complaints uh, it's still it's still a little bit more money than if you were to shop for the groceries yourself yeah but um for me because it's not as much as a blue apron it's 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 worth it uh it's worth the money to to eliminate that headache of figuring out what you want and shopping for it and nice. finding the recipe and all that stuff. So uh, I do recommend Dinnerly. Give it a try. Uh, I think I can send free boxes after every two shipments I get. So um, I've already sent two free boxes to people. But uh, if you guys are interested, I'm sure I could send one your way at yeah, some point. Definitely, definitely be interested in that. I'll keep you posted. Mom right. and Dad just got theirs today. Their first Did box. They? Yeah. Nice. We're looking through it. it. Looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's nice. I never realized how that stuff comes packed. It's in like ice packs. Yeah. They ship you ice packs every week, and I'm like, oh man, free ice packs. But then after you have like six of them, you're like, well, I don't need all these ice packs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually funny. Mom was like, I don't know what to do for dinner, and then like we looked outside, and there was the dinnerly. 
Like, Perfect. Yeah, solves, solves that. There it is, yeah. But we didn't end up using it, so we'll, I think it's tomorrow's that's going to be on the docket. It's, it's funny, too, because I'm a marketing guy, so um, I normally don't click any ads or anything. Like, nothing really appeals to me. I think all the digital marketing is all bad. Um, but this one, like, the message just caught me immediately, and it's like, I forget exactly what it said, but it was like, tired of expensive meal delivery services? Try Dinnerly. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like what I want. Because <laughs> so, I've knew. tried Blue Apron and stuff and, and really enjoyed it when we had the free trial, but then you get that first bill for like 60-something bucks, and you're like, ooh, yeah. this is not worth it. No, so. they're, they're really expensive. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything else, Corey? Nah, nothing interesting. I'm yeah. boring. I don't have anything fun or interesting to talk about either. Um, so we'll get into what we played. Will, what have you been playing? So I want to talk Horizon Zero Dawn, and Corey, you can join me too a little bit. Yeah. Um, so on Sunday when I woke up, I was like, okay, I want to play a video game really bad because I've got I've got a lot of free time coming up this week, so... I was looking at the games, what made me kind of decide to hear Horizon Zero Dawn was because I had started it once before and never got very far. I put maybe two hours in. So I was like, let's go back into that one. I want to kill some dinosaurs right now. My whole time playing the game, I said to myself, I can't believe the makers of Killzone made this game. Yeah. Because it's Good just point. first like a first-person shooter story. You go from set piece to set piece, kill the character, you know multiplayer shooter the fact that they were able to make this game blows my mind and that's just me not giving a developer any credit but the game's incredible um and i think it might be because i just came off of playing it it might have one of the best stories in an open world rpg that i've played um i don't want to get into spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it but the story like when i started it i was like okay like what's these dinosaurs something something happened they took over the world the world's just you know overgrown now because of it but it is not that at all right um the story actually goes a direction i didn't see expect even think about being a possibility which is really really cool um and you know there's a lot of moments that kind of tugs at the old heartstrings too. Uh, I would say probably about halfway through the game is when you start on unca- like it's basically like a tangled web, and you start unraveling it the more you play it, and like some of the stuff you see that happens, and like what the characters did for the world. It's just it's a crazy story, and I loved it. And I think Aloy is one of the better main characters too. Um, I think she's an awesome protagonist in the game. Um, She's just uh, a compassionate and no-nonsense type of character and gets stuff done, and I love that. Um, there's none of that annoying side stuff like, ooh, let's flirt with X amount of characters. There's, like, none of that in there. It's just yeah. her getting to why she's doing what she's doing. Um, and her circumstances are really tragic, too, which is another really cool thing. It um, never threw you off that she was voiced by the same person that did Chloe? To be honest, I didn't even realize that until really? I was watching a video. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't shake that. <laughs> I'm pretty far removed from the first Life is Strange. Though I think you played Horizon a little, like a way closer. Way closer. Oh, played. definitely way closer. Yeah, I actually had. I've played. Um, what was it? The Life is Strange prequel. 
uh, and Chloe had a different Storm. voice actor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually wasn't thrown off by that at all. Um, didn't even really realize it. Another cool thing that the game does really well, and I know this game's a couple years old, but really none of us have gotten too far into it other than Corey, I want to say, uh, is how the robotic dinosaurs, you really are up against it with some of them where you don't know if you're going to be able to take them down or not. Uh, and that is a really cool thing. Like I did, I should say I beat it. Hey. Yeah. Well so in four days, I put 40 hours in. Nice. Uh, 30 for the main story and then 10 for the Frozen Wilds DLC. Um, some of those Frozen Wilds monsters that you fight, like the bears, like they bring it, man. Like I was like, and because like of the state that I'm trying to play the game in where I'm slow, tired, no energy, no reflexes, it's just like, I'm getting stomped by these like fire claw bears. Um, I'm trying to like dive around them and whatnot. And like, it makes the battles really, really intense. And it's really fun, uh, to be like, man, like a 15 minute arrow shooting like trying to set traps for this this monster to walk through it's really cool um it kind of makes me think i might like monster hunter world if they're at all similar i don't know if they are but you didn't play giant uh, monsters you didn't play monster hunter world no really eric and i both bought it thinking we're gonna play together and we never did you should play it it's really good yeah really i'm I'm considering it now because this game, like, I never thought I'd be that interested in it, but, like, playing this game, I was like, holy crap, like, this is going to be, this might be something I'm interested in. But uh, I'm really excited to see what the sequel is because there's going to be a sequel, uh, judging by where the story went. And it, it ended with a satisfying conclusion, but it also left open to they definitely can go in a lot of different spots for a sequel. And I would guess it'll be a PS5 launch title kind of is what i'm thinking what'll happen because it's been a few years since they've uh i think it's been two to three how old's breath of the wild two years yeah breath of the wild came out yeah it was yeah two years ago so two years ago so little, another little two over years. two years it's another two years for the ps5 four years that's probably enough time to make a game i would imagine sure. plenty of time plenty so yeah i mean i'm really excited to see where they're going uh, honestly it's not just the bias that I've played it, but like this game, I could see maybe being in the top 10 because like I'm looking at my PS4 right now and I'm like, man, I want to play more Horizon Zero Dawn. And I've put 40, like my character's level 50, I've put 40 hours in it. I've put, like, done a lot of the side quests, but I'm like, I want to go collect the dyes in the world, like stuff like that, the stupid collectible stuff, which I never want to do because like all my backlog games, I've just been cycling through them to try to get them done. Uh, but not this one. Like, I want to keep playing this one. So, nice. um, I'm trying to figure out what my next game's going to be. It's either going to be God of War, Persona, or Felseal. I don't really know which It's going to be Felseal. I think it might be Felseal only because it's different. It's a different RPG. Yeah. Like, God of War while it's not going to be the same combat wise, it's going to be that same like snowy open world sort of thing. Um, Persona has a chance as well. Uh, I could definitely probably play those two in tandem with each other. So that's probably what I'll end up doing. But um, yeah, uh, me and Corey have also been playing Diablo, which has been fun. Yeah, it has been fun. Corey's character has been doing all the killing, though. Oh my god, so I've ponied up for the $15 to be able to use the Necromancer class, and it's just cleaning up. Worth the 15 I mean, that stuff's never really worth it to me. I just, 
I don't know. I was in the right mood, and I felt like playing a necromancer, so I I ponied up. Yeah, no, you. I go in there and just take the hits and like do a little bit of damage, and then Corey comes in and just blows up a body and kills everybody. Nice. Yeah, just been min maxing my damage output. It's uh. I'll just be in the fray fighting and Corey will blow up bodies and it'll be so much like blood and guts all over the screen I can't even see my character. <laughs> I just see we have a 50 kill streak going. Nice. Man, Corey, good job. We're almost done with Act 2. Um, We're playing on hard difficulty. Yeah. It's easy. Super easy. <laughs> we took we took damage once. Really? Like, actually notice. We actually had to use health potions. Wow. Once. Yeah, I was telling Corey I didn't know what the health button was, and I was like mashing a bunch of buttons on my keyboard because I didn't know. Been <laughs> so long. Um, I picked a Crusader. So okay, uh, yeah, one of my characters was a Crusader. I played the Crusader before, and they're a lot of fun. And I didn't want to be a squishy character too because I foresaw us having difficulty, which we haven't. So I was like, yeah, I'll just be a tanky kind of um, holy fighter and go in there, and I'll let Corey kind of destroy everything with his death so um but you know i looking at it could have probably been another squishy character and we still wouldn't have had issues but Uh that's generally what i've been playing um i feel bad not having played zero dawn until now because i feel like this would have been my number two for the year that it came out or named the year Definitely. Probably would have probably would have won more awards too because that game is it's honestly amazing. That world, oh my god! It's just a world you want to spend as much time as possible in. Yeah, honestly, like I find myself like in playing on the PS4 Pro, unbelievable to look at. Oh, I bet. I can't even imagine. It's just like everything's picture like the photo mode worthy. It's I amazing. That would come to Xbox. No, never. Never happened. Um, yeah, the Sony exclusives this gen have been unreal. So, um, yeah, that's kind of kind of what I've been playing. That's about it. Okay, Corey. Um, nothing other than what Will talked about with Diablo, and then more Fell Seal. But we're gonna do an episode on that. I'm pretty close to beating Fell Seal. I'm at the point now where I'm. Uh, discovering that there are some side things to tackle uh-huh. that I didn't really realize were there to begin with. Uh, that game is so cool, though. If you, if if you played Final Fantasy Tactics or have any interest in playing a strategy role playing game, I highly recommend it. It's very I, good. I've been watching enough stuff from the game that I think I've gotten past the character models. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I I might have mentioned it to you or maybe Dan, but like very quickly did i forget what the the character models were like like well, some... it just stopped noticing i think it's in a lot of it i think is just because you're so used to seeing uh in that like style of map a final fantasy tactics like sprite yeah yeah just not the case so it just takes a little getting used to and some of the character classes look pretty cool too like i talked about the plague doctor with you like i think yeah. that was really cool Oh, Plague Doctor, like in, is it like the one in Darkest Dungeon? I forgot that was a class in Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, you're right. I don't know, as as I told Will, I I didn't really utilize a Plague Doctor at all, but um, my favorite class is a Peddler, and uh, they can set traps that are really cool. Um, 
Like, uh, the trap I like to set is the alluring trap, which if a character steps on, they can't see where you set them, but if they step on it, it immediately ends their turn and casts charm on them. Oh, cool. Very, very effective for me in the late game difficulty stuff. Nice. But, yeah, there's there's a lot to love about that game. I, I highly recommend it. I mean, even if you're not a big uh, role-playing game fan, I think if you can appreciate the strategy aspect of it, like, you'll enjoy it. Uh-huh. Very nice. Um, anything else, Corey? Nah. Okay. Uh, the only thing I played this week was Mario Odyssey. Still, um, I did not get a lot of gaming time this week, and I, whenever I had a few minutes here and there to play games, I just played Mario Odyssey to collect moons. I'm in the Bowser Kingdom. I think I have two moons left in the Bowser's Kingdom. Then I have the the moon, the darker side of the moon, and then uh, Mushroom Kingdom left so getting close Dang. i probably have 800 moons if i had to Jeez. guess get it done dan yeah i will 100 percent. 100 percent. uh so that's all i played let's do feedback i will have something new because I, I i'm gonna start fell seal this weekend and uh i do believe we're gonna be playing some civ right i hope so so I will have played something different for next week. I swear it. I actually think I'm going to buy Fell Seal for my PlayStation right after this. Oh, I forget it's on consoles. I was going to play it on PC, but my body aches so bad right now that sitting at my PC for long stretches of time kind of hurts, so I just kind of want to spread out. Don't play me. So. All right, feedback. So we got one piece of feedback from Idaho Jake who says, Hey guys, hope you're not done recording before I send this, but I am fine with the finale of Game of Thrones. Um, Good man. Yep. He says he likes how a particular family that I won't spoil is in control at the end because I still hold out hope that Will will someday watch it and and hopefully enjoy it. (laughs) I actually admitted to Corey, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday that I am going to watch it at some point. I just don't know when. Cool. Yeah. Could be ten years. I don't know. Someday. No. It maybe. You're gonna start it. You're gonna start it next week, and we're gonna start a podcast on it. On Will's first watch through. Yep. One episode per episode. We I, can call it Will begins his watch. I like it. Or just call it Will's watch. Will's watch. It has a little better ring to it. Yeah. Uh, he says the more I play Rage Two, the more I'm liking it. It reminds me of a realistic Borderlands. Well, that's all. I've got so have a great night. I almost bought Rage too. I'm actually kind of interested, but uh, I know this game's going to be like ten bucks in a couple months. Yeah, that's kind of where I, where I'm at too. Um, I've I've thought about getting it, um, but money's a little tight, and I know I wouldn't really have like I'd only play it on PC, and I just don't. It's not easy for me to game on my PC right now, so I'm I'm holding off. So and I know I'm getting Mario Maker two next month, so. That's why that's why I haven't gotten it yet, um, but I will at some point. Like you will, I'll probably wait till it's it'll be th- like thirty bucks over the summer. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So because Bethesda games usually usually go on sale pretty quickly, and I want to get it from Steam. So any of the sales that that are like Green Man Gaming or whatever, it's it's through the Bethesda client, which I don't want anything to do with. So. Is Mario Maker coming out next month? Yeah, end of June, June twenty eighth, I think. Oh man, didn't know that. Yeah, 
Yeah, my family's excited for that one. Have any of you guys heard of uh, Plague Tale Innocence? I've heard of it. Heard of it? That just came out, right? Yeah, I kind of want to get it. It looks cool. I think it's reviewing well, too. I I had a renaissance with gaming, so... I wish I had the time and money to play all the video games. Just all of them. Gotta start streaming, Dan. You I know. Twenty-four hour streams every week. Uh, I've, I, I I would like to do some streaming. I'll start small, but well, we'll probably stream when we play Civ, right? Yeah, yeah. So Definitely. that'll be that'll be some streaming. Um, so Idaho Jake is the winner. I don't have By my fault. Yep, I don't have my Chromebook. But let me call up the. Oh, I don't know if I can call up the thing uh oh oh no I, i'll just do it on the browser do you want me to roll yeah you can roll roll tide <laughs> that reminds me i watched the first episode of the bachelorette oh yeah Ooh. i will i will not be watching the rest of it but I did watch the first episode who's the bachelorette and a b and a b no idea who that is. She watch. No, Google, you just Google search. Um, she's the Alabama. She was Miss Alabama a few years ago. Anna B. Well, are you oh. rolling? Yeah. First is eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Hannah B. Hannah B. Yeah, okay. Twenty-four. Oh, my age. Much more successful. She's twenty-four. Apparently. 87 is Back to the Future the game. Oh, nice. Yeah, Corey, I used to be able to watch that, but now when I watch it, I'm just like, oh my god, all these people are idiots. It's funny because... I can't uh, get past that. In the premiere episode, the Hannah B found out that one of the guys still had a girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> she... She was like giving him a hard time, and he he started like giving it right back to her, and he was right about everything he said. He's like, "Well, you just got out of a relationship with Colton," and she's like, didn't know what to say because she was in the last oh. season of The Bachelor, where yeah. Colton was the Bachelor, um, and she made it far in the show, and she like stammered and didn't know what to say, and she's like, "It's not the same," and it's like, "Well, yeah, it kind of <laughs> is," and he's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anywho. A quick fun fact about her: her favorite type of music is country. Girl from Alabama likes country music. I don't buy it. Me and her wouldn't work. I hate country music. What? You got to move to a city, and then you start to appreciate country music. Why? Why a city? Well, I don't know. When I when I was in New York, it, we found a country music bar, and it was always the most fun bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, it sort of endeared me to country music because. It also reminded me of my upbringing. Oh, sure. You know, you're we're you surrounded small by town. Yeah. Yeah. When you come from a small town, it's like it's like a little haven to be in a place where people love country music. Uh, I don't I like or find something redeeming in every genre of music besides country. What about like Johnny Cash? There is. Yeah. There's a difference between like bro country and like country, California country. You know, there's different styles of country. Okay, the real yeah. country stuff I can't stand. The like party, like Florida Georgia Line, I hate that stuff. Took my tractor. Stuff that like stuff that. I like. Ugh. 
27, Dan. 27. It's the party, it's the party country music I don't like. Like, like uh, drinking a Coors and jumping in the hot tub. <laughs> like that stuff I hate. 27 is blank, Will. Uh, 95. 95. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. So I work at a a Mexican restaurant that doubles as a nighttime club. Um, and when country music comes on in there, I'm always like, this feels weird. <laughs> in a club with 19 to 28-year-olds with just like country music playing, this is, is not does not work for me. Well, that's well, that's what I mean with the bro country, though. Like, it's like pop country nowadays. Like Taylor Swift. It's not like what mom and dad used to listen to when we were kids, like Reba McIntyre and you know, Trisha Yearwood and Sh- even Shania Twain. Yeah, probably be about as pop as they come when she was popular. Yeah. Okay. I I see your point. Definitely. I guess I hate bro country, and I wouldn't still go out of my way to listen to like real country though. Oh, no, I don't think I've ever purposely put it on. <laughs> Country Station. 66. 66. Order 66 is uh, Train Valley. Some decent oh, games on this that's list. That's a good one, yeah. That's the, like, uh, Sim one, right? Yeah, I think so. 41. 41. 41 is Rive Rec Hack Diary Try. Don't know that one. Uh, and last, 136. 136 is Serious Sam 3 So, Jake, your choices are 87 is Back to the Future of the Game, Tales from the Borderlands, Train Valley, uh, what was 41 again? Rive, Wreck, Hack, Die, Retry. And then Serious Sam 3, B, B, I keep saying BFE. 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 So let us know what you want. Um, next week's episode is either going to be probably an E3 preview if we're not going to do. Uh, what's its face? Felseal? Felseal, yeah. We gotta do Falcio. Are you gonna play it? Yeah, probably. Because we can wait another week. That doesn't that doesn't bother me if, if that's what you guys want to do. But it'll be one one of those two will be our yeah. episode for next week. I just have a rough week next week. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you well, what? Uh, never you, mind then. Do you know what your work schedule is next week? Well, yeah, I'm good Wednesday. Is it the same? Because I'll say we could, you know, have it have it be on it. Well, no, I like to stick to the same day, so. Well, if Corey's work schedule is rough, we can just do Fell Seal the week after. The week right before E3 and do the preview next week. Okay. I'll let you guys know. Like, ask me again on, like, Monday morning or something, and I'll let you know for sure. Okay. Works for me. All right. Any other thoughts? Nothing. No. All right, that'll do it for episode 409 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Well, Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.